Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I'm here with a guest from Russia, uh, Nikita Zavaronikov. Zavaronikov. Yeah. Zavaronikov, right? <laughs> he's he's a, uh, the CEO of blockchair.com. Nikita, how are you doing? Hello, Richard. Uh, yes, I am fine. I hope you do. Uh, I'm a co-founder and the lead developer at Blockchair. It's Blockchair, not Blockchain, like right. chairs. Uh, and it's a blockchain search and analytics engine we've recently launched. Maybe you heard something about that. Well, tell listeners about it. What is So it's an analytics and uh, is it a block explorer? What do you guys do at Blockchair? Well, uh, what we are building is a kind of Google for blockchains. Uh, currently, we work with Bitcoin only, uh, but we are planning to launch Ethereum uh, soon, uh, support for Ethereum. Using our engine, you can already search for transactions in the Bitcoin blockchain by more than uh, 60 different criteria. Wow. And uh, that's the functionality which no existing blockchain explorers provide. What would, why do people need to search blockchains? What kind of things would they look for? Well, uh, they can look for, I, I don't know, for, for example, transactions which uh, have a sum of $1 million, for example. Okay, so they could look uh, for transactions uh, of a certain size. I guess they size, uh, amount, right? Something, something like that. And we also aim to build a full text search. Uh, for example, uh, there's Ethereum domain name system, ENS, uh, which works on the Ethereum blockchain. And our users will be able to search for these domains. Well, for example, look up who's the current owner, how many owners the domain had in the past. If there was special auction contracts, you'll be able to see all the bids on that demand. And, uh, for example, if there's some property registry, uh, we'll be able to show these properties on a map, like in Google Maps, right. uh, filter them, filter them, and so on. Oh, wow. So, I guess for... Um... So, it, so it, it's, it's, it's not just about monetary transactions, it's uh, also about non-monetary transactions. I guess it sounds like it's it's interacting with the blockchain's and using them as a dashboard to view all kinds of data is what it sounds like. Right, right, right. But because, uh, for example, Google uh, cannot uh, search into the in blockchains right now. It's uh, quite a difficult task because blockchains are big. There are no projects which allows uh, to do what we allow. 
Mm. So how do people um, how does how do network figure out if um, a transaction is going to be double spent, for instance? How do current blockchains search through all their history to verify if a transaction is valid or not? There is uh, the mempool uh, mempool of all transactions which are not currently included in uh, blocks, and there can be conflicting transactions which spend uh, the same. Outputs and we can filter such transactions and uh, detect double spends. Yeah, what if I have, uh, let's say I have a uh, Bitcoin wallet and I have one Bitcoin in there and it's from two years ago and now I want to uh, spend the Bitcoin out of it. How can I search for that quickly, even though the data is so old and buried way deep in the blockchain to verify that I can spend that one Bitcoin? How does it happen now and will your application make it easier and faster? Well, uh, that was uh, one of the biggest technical challenges for us. Uh, we, uh, as we work, work with such a huge amount of data, we had to uh, make it work fast. So uh, you just put your transaction ID, transaction hash to our system, and you receive all the information about your transaction. So, uh, well, if you try to double spend the same outputs, you will also see this. Okay, so you can do it faster than other applications and... and can you give a few details on why or how you do it so much faster? Well, because we use a compound of databases, we don't use just one database. Uh, that's why it works fast. Uh, for one users, it works with one database, for others, with another database. So it, it depends on uh, your query to our engine. As the, uh, the number of blockchains grow and as the size of each blockchain grows, Will you run into a limit where you can't search fast enough? Well, I believe that when that will happen, we will find out something, what we can do about it. Not only the size of blockchain grows, the number of blockchains grows. Right. Uh, well, to, 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 to the, we have two big competing systems, Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, which are worth, worth noting. Uh, but as your listener, you and uh, the listeners uh, could have heard uh, that uh, there's a, the Bitcoin ABC proposal, user-activated hard fork, and there's user-activated soft fork, a big one for it. So they just split Bitcoin in three different chains. Uh, so, well, that's just the same amount of data triple. So that's one more challenge to us. Uh, we are currently thinking about what we will support in the near future. Will it be just the main chain or we will support user-activated hard fork, user-activated soft fork, well, all these versions of Bitcoin. Okay. So what other, what kinds of searches do you see that people want to do using your software? Any other kinds of searches? Well, well uh, sure. Well, uh, it's not just about search. It's uh, more about analytics. One of our goals, what we want to provide is we want to provide traders with a tool, an API, uh, to get access to the blockchain data so they would be able to integrate that into their trading algorithms. Well, uh, right now, most traders operate with market depths uh, order history, uh, but the blockchain itself is also a vast, vast source of different signals. And uh, here's my favorite example. Uh, it is Satoshi. Uh, his addresses still hold uh, around 1 million bitcoins. And what do you think will happen if he moves just one coin? 
out of there? Well, mm. of course. So those who will be able to short first will be the winners here, well, because it will be uh, a huge panic, panic on the market. Uh, so uh, one of our goals is to give access traders to such information. And well, maybe it's a little, a, a bit bigger goal is to provide something, something similar to Bloomberg Terminal. Uh, but for digital assets. So Bloomberg Terminal is for traditional stocks, and uh, our system will be suitable for digital assets, cryptocurrencies, tokens, and so on. But what kind of data do you see people want most? What do they want to know most? Uh, well, they can monitor addresses like Satoshi's or uh, addresses of exchanges. Uh, each time exchange, an exchange gets hacked, we can see a huge leaks from their, their cold wallets. And that's also a, a good, well, it's not a good sign, but it's, I mean, it's a big sign for traders because they can also short this situation. Uh, some uh, traders can monitor macro analytics. Well, something like Coinbase destroyed, total Coinbase destroyed for a day, total Bitcoin sent uh, activity on the, on the blockchain, and so on. Are governments or law enforcement or police contacting you to see if you can, you know, give your tools to them? Do they want to use it to surveil uh, transactions, you know, crypto assets? Yes, we are currently negotiating a contract with Estonia International Financial Center. Uh, that's a kind of uh, new zone for uh, fintech startups. And since they uh, see that in the future there will be many fintech startups uh, which use blockchain technology, um, they also think that there may be, might be some ICOs. They want some uh, analytics about that. And uh, well, maybe we will be able to provide them with it. Do you think that um, your tool will be used, again, against people? that want to be more anonymous on well, blockchains? Well, well, well not, not, not against people, but against fraud. Uh, well, there are many ICO scams. So, well, just financial centers have to filter them out so scammers won't get into this zone. Yeah, how do you think that your tool will help fight uh, fraud and scams? What, what could you see that would tell you that a scam is going on? Well, uh, it's it's not just about blockchain analytics. Uh, we are planning to have something like expert committee. So when we analyze uh, an ICO, we have three stages. Well, the first stage is uh, the pre-ICO stage when we just have an idea, a team, and we can evaluation of that team of the of this idea. Uh, will the the team be able to? Uh, get this idea through so what's the financial fundamentals of this idea and then when ICO starts we can monitor transactions into this well into the ICO address uh, we can see some patterns well for example if one person sends one Ethereum million times something like that well that's a, a red flag and after ico ends we can compare well for example activity on the exchanges with activity in the blockchain or for example if there are huge amount of trades on the exchange and there are nothing on the blockchain mm -hmm. no, no transactions uh, with this token well that's a red flag too okay all right makes sense
So what does your roadmap look like? At what age is your tool and how long until it's fully functional? Well, it's more than a prototype. Well, it's like minimum viable product, I believe, uh, in this stage. So our first priority right now is to expand our platform to the Ethereum blockchain. Well, uh, recently we have received an investment from Bitmain and we'll be hiring hiring new people here in Moscow and we'll be bringing, bringing many changes to our front end in the near future. So stay tuned. Well, very good. What what other uh, tools are you going to come out with in the near future, or what other features do you want to add to the tool? Well, we'll, we'll be adding, uh, as, as I've already said, private APIs for traders, and I believe we will be having more charts and graphs on our website, more ways to search for needed data, something like that. Okay, very good. And what about expanding to other blockchains? You said it's just Bitcoin for now. When do you, will you expand to Ethereum? For now, and I, I believe in the coming months or two, we'll have Ethereum, super full Ethereum. Oh, wow. And, uh, as, of now, as of now, we do not plan to expand, expand to other cryptocurrencies. So it, it will be just Bitcoin and Ethereum. Maybe if there's third cryptocurrency, we will change the world as Bitcoin and Ethereum did. Well, at- oh, you don't have plans for a third one yet? You just are focusing on Bitcoin and Ethereum? Bitcoin and Ethereum, right. And if, if it's okay with you, you mentioned offline that you did a talk recently at the Amsterdam conference on the scaling debate. Would it be okay for you to talk for a couple minutes about what you said in your talk and why you think that uh, the Bitcoin network is important to scale? Well, my talk was uh, on why Bitcoin needs a scanning solution. Well, uh, right now we have this situation where there is, for example, a bus stop where many people waiting for the next bus and bus can only carry 10 people and there are 11 people on the bus stop. And there is no solution to the problem how to get 11 people to the bus. So they start all beat each other to, to pay more for the ticket, but one person always stays at the bus stop. So uh, Bitcoin needs a scaling solution. Well, there are two ways to scale Bitcoin. First one is on-chain solution. Well, it's just like we add another deck to our bus so more people can get in. And the other uh, way is off-chain solutions. It's Lightning Network. It's, uh, that's why we need SegWit, or not, maybe not SegWit, but just a simple clean fix for malleability problem. It's when one person wants to open payment channel with another. Well, for, for example, if I, I want to pay someone for each minute minute of video stream, I do not need to create one transaction per minute. I can just open one channel and within this channel I pay several times and then I close this channel. So there can be 100 or 1,000 transactions within this channel, but we will have only two transactions on chain. One opening the channel, and the second one is closing this channel. But nonetheless, we need on-chain scaling also, because we have to have some space to 
where we can open these channels and close. So neither option of chain scaling nor on-chain scaling is sufficient alone. So we need more eventually. So that's why I do not understand why small, so-called small blockers do not want a block size increase, as well as I don't do not understand why some big blockers say that we won't ever need five networks. So we, we need both. That's the way I believe is which is right. Do you think we're going to go through even if it even if um, Bitcoin scales a bit now? Let's say it adopts SegWit 2x. How many times do you think we're going to have to go through a scaling debate? It seems like it's going to happen every couple of years for a long time. Well, personally, I do not really like SegWit 2x uh, because I believe that we will get SegWit, but we will we won't get that. 2x part, who knows what will happen in three months. Uh, but uh, either way, 2 megabyte blocks is not sufficient enough. And for the near future, uh, we will have the same problem in uh, like one year or two years, and we will have to make an on-chain increase once again. So we'll be having a hard fork in three months with Segwit2x, and we will have another hard fork in the future. And it's the uh, quite the near future, so it's not like we'll need it in 10 years or 20. So we'll need it in two to three years, I believe. Yeah, why do you think that people are, um, some people are resisting Bitcoin uh, scaling and implementing SegWit or any solution? Is it because they prefer one solution over another, or there are some people that don't want to change anything with Bitcoin? Why do you think that it's uh, it's a, such a problem? Well, uh, first of all, I think that's because uh, people do not uh, dive deep enough into technical details. Uh, they do not understand the disadvantages of uh, each proposal. So SegWit has its own disadvantages, as well as uh, just increasing the blocks has its own disadvantages. So there should be some co- compromise between these two options. Well, SegWit has its problems with signature discount. Uh, it's not quite fair. Uh, and we as well can cannot increase the blocks infinitely. So well, m- maybe we won't need SegWit. We, we need, what we need is a clean malleability fix. Uh, so off-chain solutions like Lightning Networks could work mm-hmm. on, the, on the Bitcoin blockchain. Okay. Well, very good. Nikita, so how can um, people interested in your block explorer and analytics tool um, start talking to you and getting information should they just go to blockchair.com or is there another way for them to communicate yes. with you yes yes they, they could go to blockchair.com we have a twitter account it's also a blockchair on twitter also i have my own twitter account it's n i k z h well uh, where i have many followers and i uh, sometimes i post some interesting analytics charts graphs my own insight into uh, many problems and issues with bitcoin okay. uh, i also highlight uh, i also highlight what happens with bitcoin and blockchain well some legal issues regulatory issues uh, what's happening in russia and kazakhstan very good well nikita thank you for coming on the podcast i appreciate it thank you richard <laughs> i hope my english was <laughs> no, it was very good. Very good. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, 
to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.